And there were many times in the last year when I was like, all of a sudden I'm producing all this content coming from my soul, taking a huge chance going out there every day. In the beginning, I was out there every single day. And then, you know, I ended up following my following a particular pattern and ended up doing it once a week, but it was like, it's coming from my heart and my soul. And is this going to work? Is this going to resonate? And am I wasting my time? And, you know, I had some people very close in my circle. One was the company I brought in to do the branding who she became such a dear colleague and friend. And she was like, you can't give up. Welcome back to the Balance Boldly Podcast for ambitious women in business and a few brave men. I am your host, Nikita Renthigpen, here as always to bring you valuable balance tools that you can use in work life and in love. Hold on. Let's take a breath. Let's take a moment because today I am bringing you someone from my inner circle, someone that I love, that I call sister. So I need you to be very prepared for all of the love all of the joy and all of the ridiculousness that is about to happen in this conversation. (laughs) (laughs) She knows it's the truth. So be very mindful that who I'm bringing to you is a warrior inside and out. I mean this physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, financially. She embodies fight in a good way. She helps others step into their warrior, giving them stripes, helping them through her journey. I am talking about my good sister friend, Jeannie Coomber. Are y'all ready for this? She is phenomenal. First of all, I'm going to dote on you a little bit, sister, so just like bear with me. She's been interviewing CEOs for as long as I have known her. She has been stepping into her prowess as a subject matter expert, speaking at conferences, facilitating panel discussions, coaching executives, and I'm talking about those hard level coaching executives, the one that sometimes inside the company, they don't know what they're gonna do with. When they have a hard ball, I could use other words, but I'm trying to keep this PG level clean. (laughs) They call Jeannie, because she is going to come to them correct and match them. You know how some people you're like, well, you don't talk their language. Jeannie speaks CEO to other CEOs. She has CEO language. She embodies all of the intellectual dominance that they need to hear and respect. And she steps fully into it. And she happens to do cartwheels on stage. It's a whole situation. I want to welcome my a beautiful sister friend, Jeannie Coomber. Welcome to the Balance Boldly podcast. How are you today? Nikita, good <laughs> Lord, I got to take you on the road. That's the most unbelievable introduction that anyone has ever given me. Oh my God, my face hurts. My my cheeks actually ache from smiling so hard. That was unbelievable. Because I meant every word. You know, I love oh. you to life. You know, I do. Oh my Lord. All day. I want you to tell everyone a little bit about what you have going on because you are like, literally warring all over the place right now. And I would love for you to share a little bit about what's happening in your circle in your life. I got clear on who I am and what I'm here to do with my life. And I had a very unique experience a couple of years ago. I've been doing the executive coaching gig for about 16 years. And prior to that, had a corporate career. And I've always been successful. I loved it. Um, I'm very, very good at helping people figure out what, what makes them tick but also what their greatness really is, what's going on underneath the surface. I'm very, very good at positioning people for that. And I had an epiphany a couple of years ago where I felt complete. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, pre-COVID, I was a road warrior. 
I think anybody listening to this is going to identify with this is yes. I'd have this like badge of honor. And I pull up in front of my house on Fridays and be like, I put 300, 400 miles on my car. I was up in Boston on the Acela. I was in and out of Newark multiple times. And I have this like badge of honor, like I am amazing. Mm -hmm. And that is the only way for me to be successful. Mm -hmm. So, which obviously that is not true. Right. So when I think back on, on the moment I had a couple of years ago, I knew I was meant to step onto a bigger stage. I knew I was meant to go from one to one yeah, to one to many. Now I had always done speaking and I do a lot of facilitation, but my primary gig was the one-to-one executive engagement. So I started playing with the edges of what, what that really means. And I'm a deeply spiritual person, as you know, Nikita. So I started asking, what is my purpose? What am I here to do? What's my dharma? How do I step into this? And then I started getting really serious about two years ago. I hired somebody, extract this from me. And then I had the brilliant idea of launching this new expanded brand, which I thought I was going to slowly pivot from executive coach <laughs> into more of the professional interviewer, podcaster space, and put myself more into this media space, I launched in February of 2020. Mm -hmm. And we all know what happened in March of 2020. <laughs> so instead of doing that slow organic shift, I had a moment where like everybody, you know, mid-March, my whole world blew up. All the engagements came off my calendar, all the travel canceled. I'm an entrepreneur. My husband's an entrepreneur. And I was like, oh my God, what are we going to do? And I was like, it's time. Yeah. It is no more waiting. This is not a slow, organic thing. Jeannie, you're jumping in full force and you're going to be in service to the business community and you're going to package up everything you know and help as many people as possible. And then that's what started it. Now, here I am a year later. It has grown in leaps and bounds. I've got a Facebook live show. I've got a thriving podcast. I'm being asked for keynotes and I've helped so many people step into the greatest part of themselves. and. I'll tell you what, I have learned and grown so much over the last year. I am so humbled and so deeply grateful that I get to do what I do every single day from my office. Yes. My commute, now, <laughs> my commute's to the kitchen for a cup of freaking tea. I don't want to go anywhere. It's amazing. I mean, I miss my people. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I miss hugs. I miss like the sparkle in somebody's eye when you're, when something clicks, you know, it's hard to get that over video, but yeah. man, I am in such a different space. Yeah. That headspace transition from go, 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 do, 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 tap into the animalistic parts of you to be in the experience versus you now creating the experience is a phenomenal shift genie and you know i am thrilled because of the behind the scenes like shift of seeing all of it the beauty that has emerged inside your own like community your facebook group for your warriors like it has been phenomenal not to mention the shift of your podcast i would like because you have your podcast too yeah. I, I would love for you to take a second and talk about that shift that you went from the one version that it was into opening it up and deepening that experience to the new version. I'm trying not to give it away. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so when I first got into the podcast space, I set it up as one woman today. I thought I was gearing uh, my content, which I'm all about helping people in the workplace. Mm -hmm integrate their intuition and their intellect, yeah. their soul and their strategy. Like that is my jam. Mm -hmm. 
But when I first started, I was like, oh, I'm only going to focus on women, which is kind of odd because 50% of my executive coaching business has always been men. I'm not mm -hmm. really sure why I only focused on women. And it was really going through that process where I was like, wait a second, mm -hmm. I, I want to help men and women in the workplace yeah. move from that level of predictability into much more of a potent way of being. And so I pivoted, changed it to warriors at work. Yeah. And, you know, warrior in, in a good way, you mentioned this in the introduction, it's not about battle cries and creating wars. It's, it's really standing for your own bravery, your own courage, your own experiences in life and embracing it wholeheartedly for the sake of all of our shared purpose, not just Jeannie's mission. You know, it's not the story of me. This is not my becoming. Yeah. I think I, I'm having a becoming as a result, but I am a conduit. I'm an instrument. I am in service to the bigger picture. So the Warriors at Work is truly the brand mm -hmm. and everything is an offshoot of that. All of the conversations, all of the Facebook Live, the YouTubes, everything is an offshoot of that Warriors at Work narrative. Mm, which I love so much because you are an embodiment of it. And I say this from someone who is a professional stalker, right? Um, <laughs> professional stalker, which I know we we share the alignment of like, do your due diligence, right? Like on everyone, including your friends, do your due diligence. Mm. And I know that you are very serious about your physical wellness, your mm -hmm. mental health and wellness. Um, you guys don't know, and we'll have to like, in an extra like special picture of Jeannie that'll make her mad. She has a body for the gods, okay? So that there's oh that. Goodness. So she's very serious about her fitness. And part of it, you were raised with brothers, right? Yes, like, yes, two older brothers. Yes, like very hard hitting, athletic, like, oh, I will not be the girl that gets picked on in this family. <laughs> Which happened anyway, by the way. <laughs> but you gave them a run for their money, I know it, um, with, with how serious you are. But she has very holistic embodiment of being trained in the preparedness of anything that's going to come your way. Like you're strong in your body. I know you're strong in your mind. You have to be for the type of work that you're doing. And then you have a heart that is very soft when it comes to the youth, because I know that that is something that you've been talking about, you know, and behind closed scene curtains for a while, like the things that you really want to pour into for this generation because of the things you're saying. So I would love for you to talk about how you're embodying, creating your legacy, not just with your children, mm. but throughout the world. Cause I know how, how meaningful that is for you. Such an interesting question. You know, you mentioned the health and well-being, and, and it, it comes from a couple of places. First of all, I grew up with a dad who was a recovering alcoholic mm -hmm. and my mom was super strong. She taught us to be counter dependent. So I'm one of those people that has a really tough time asking for help. Mm -hmm. I feel like I can solve it all for myself. And what I noticed over the course of my life is that I was solely focused on my competencies and my, my label, if you will, my resume, my packaging. Mm -hmm. And I would leave a lot of my natural tendency and my personalities at home particularly in, in a corporate setting. And I realized like, wow, when I'm like rocking it out here and I'm having a great day and I'm when I'm being really effective, this is one of the things that I always strive to hit on whenever I'm talking to anybody for the first time is when you're being really effective, it isn't necessarily about all those amazing competencies. Yeah. 
it's really when you're in alignment, when your mind, your body, your soul, everything is talking with you. It's feeding you information. Mm -hmm. You know, those days when you come out and they're like, they need to pay me more money. I am that good. Or when you've made a really smart choice or you feel calm or peaceful or you feel this humanness. Yes. I noticed that I was lacking a lot of the humanness in my experiences. I was constantly compartmentalizing myself. And then when my mom died suddenly 16 years ago, and then my dad died suddenly four years ago, those two events just helped me really refine mm. who I am as a human being yeah. and how important my health um, and not just like eating right and exercising, but managing my thoughts. Mm -hmm staying away from, you know, the, the unkind, cruel, nasty talk, which we're all guilty of at Absolutely. some point, but having consciousness to how that's influencing me. So the, the exercise and the eating right came from loss and seeing, I, I got to change that, that narrative. I, I have a genetic disposition. I'm mm -hmm. going to be inclined to those things. So I've, I've got to be aware of, who I am, what kind of role modeling I've got for my two kids. You know, they make fun of Ross and I a lot for what we eat or don't eat. doesn't mean I do not drink wine or that I do not eat chocolate because I do. Right. But I have a different mental picture when I see myself in those situations where I'm having very high stress days or I'm worrying or I'm projecting or I'm in the negative committee in my mind, mm -hmm. I can see very quickly how it's impacting my choices, my decisions and my physical being. Um, and what's interesting about this is, so we're on the balance boldly podcast. Mm -hmm. I would say I was the balance badly <laughs> warrior pre COVID. Like, you know, I was all about like an army commercial. How much can I do by a certain time of day? Exactly. How much have I accomplished? It was all mm -hmm. about productivity. I mean, I took care of myself, but yeah. now when I see my life, mm -hmm. this simplistic living, I'm, you know, very small orbit, mm -hmm. what I do, how I do it, there is so much power and productivity in a pause. And I know this is music to your oh. ears as the ultimate <laughs> permission to pause guru. <laughs> I lay down every single day, even if it's five minutes and just breathe. And I particularly note, and I'll do it sometimes in my office. I'm just like, I, I need five minutes. Yeah. And when I first started doing it, it was more from the exhaustion of COVID and how much production I was putting out into the world. I felt like I had the weight of the world on my shoulders. Now that I have found much more of a rhythm, I see that pausing and slowing down is not a bad thing. It actually makes you smarter, sharper, more focused, more patient, more product, uh, higher productivity. Yep. And I also pay attention way more when I slow down. Mm -hmm. I'm not just like waiting to speak when someone's talking to me, i.e. my poor husband or my <laughs> kids. I actually hear and notice, mm -hmm. wow, that was really interesting. Or even better, Nikita. I'll be more quiet because what a lot of people don't know is I am more introverted than I am extroverted. Yeah. I need to decompress. I need quiet. Mm -hmm. And I had been robbing myself of that quiet for years, mm -hmm. 
for the sake of what I have no idea. And I think it's the battle, battle stripes. I thought I was supposed to be a certain way. And there's something like you commiserate with other road warriors like, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Where have you flown to? And where have you gone? And I just don't want to go back. No, I have this unbelievable sense of creation and excitement and joy for like, look what we're doing right now in this moment. Exactly. Like, this story that I'm even sharing, it didn't exist a year ago. It just didn't happen. So how exciting that we get to do this and share this for all the listeners out there. Just take a moment right now yes. to take stock of where you are, what you're doing, how you're doing it. Is it the life you want for yourself? Mm-hmm. Oh, honey, you know, I'm about to, I'm trying to sit in my seat and not run around because this is church. This is church. (laughs) This is church, right? Church are the people. People are the church. And Jeannie is like, don't get me started on religion, right? But this, this is church. Like this is the spiritual connection right here because you are speaking into the vibration of people who are trying to figure out when they go back because life is is starting to move into this new era. It's never going to be the old normal, but it's moving into this new era of things are opening back up. Some some jobs are calling people back in the office, so to speak. There's this travel restrictions are being slowly but surely lifted. Like the vaccine is here. Like there's all these things that are scaring people from, well, what do I do? Because I did like some of the comforts. There were a lot of challenges with trying to figure out where will I have office, where will I have privacy inside of a, a New York style apartment, you know, whatever the case may be. The kids are home. They're not in school. They're doing these two days in, three days out, like all of the chaos is happening. And there's a lot of people questioning, what do I want? Do I want to go back to the high level 400 miles a day, you know, travel warrior, road warrior style of life, the constant networking with people mm-hmm. who are showing up 15 minutes late, mm-hmm. figuring out whether or not they were going to give you 10 minutes because they're already in their head thinking about how they have to get back to their parking garage ticket, right? Like all the things, because we know how this was pre-COVID, five to seven meetings in a day, all across town, different states, travel, train, planes, and everything else. And there are some people who absolutely thrive in that energy. They thrive in it. That may be the extroverted version of them. They thrive. And then there were some of us who are truly introverted, who fuel introverted. I'm an introvert too. It Well, I'm really an, an INTJ, so this whole thing. But I'm, I'm one of those people who can flip the switch really, really well. But I fuel as an introvert who can do all those things, but don't want to do all those things. And COVID gave me permission to really look at, do you even have to do all those things? Which is what I'm hearing you say too. Like, I actually created a whole extension of my life that I didn't even, if someone would have told you two years ago, Jeannie, you're going to be in a situation where you get to actually not only work from home, because you've clearly been an entrepreneur for a really long time, work from home in the way that you were, but without all of the extra, without having to go out and about and road warrior and have all the meetings and put all the miles on and sleep in hotels that you have to bring your own Lysol to and all that. Someone would have told you that that's not going to be what you have to do anymore. And you're going to have a choice to create joy in a completely different way. The way that you're doing it right now, if they would have given you like a a peek into your 18 month in, in advanced future, 
you might have rejected it because that seems so antithetical from what you had known from all the circles you had been in that had patted you on the back for being the the one that was at the top of the food chain in that way. And I probably would have had a judgment that it was wrong. Yep. Because the the conditioning and this is this is the downside of the workplace and particularly executives is we are conditioned to operate at a certain level. Mhm especially as you're coming up in your career, there are certain behaviors that are rewarded. Those are certain behaviors where there's consequences. And so that's where like that badge of honor, there's certain standards you get to Mm -hmm. that have, we haven't created those. That's just the conditions in which we're operating. So for you to say, hey, a year from now or two years from now, you're going to be in the situation where you're not going to be doing those things. A, I would have said, what planet are you living on? Right. And secondly, my mental assessment would have been like, well, that's bad. Well, I don't want that because that's not going to serve uh-huh. the the brand and the experience and, and the the industry that I'm operating in. That's not how my clients operate. So why would I operate any differently? And so fast forward now, yes. I mean, I would challenge anyone is that there's a certain level of production that's actually higher because we don't have a lot of that extraneous stress and distraction and you're overcommitted. I was overcommitted. Like I honestly don't even know how I was doing it. Mm -hmm. It's like, was I sleepwalking? Was I, was I so married to my schedule that like, Oh, let me schedule in three minutes for breathing. Right. And maybe that is what I did. I don't, I honestly don't remember, Mm -hmm. but I think, God, there's so much I missed. There's so much I missed. And I don't want to miss anymore. Yeah, I don't want to miss anymore. And it doesn't mean to say that this last year, and I don't want anybody to under- misunderstand, like this year was hard. Yeah. Hard, hard, hard. And it continues to be hard. But I think that now there's there's been a conditioning where we have accepted the unpredictability of this. Mm-hmm. And we have developed some practices, some anchors around that, that I think we're all really leaning on. It's almost like a, a buoy out in the water that we're, we're holding on to and that we, we know is always going to be there. And there were many times in the last year when I was like, all of a sudden I'm producing all this content coming from my soul, mm-hmm. taking a huge chance going out there every day. In the beginning, I was out there every single day. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I ended up following my, following a particular pattern and ended up doing it once a week, but it was like, it's coming from my heart and my soul. And is this going to work? Is this going to resonate? And am I wasting my time? And, you know, I had some people very close in my circle. One was the company I brought in to do the branding who she became such a dear colleague and friend. And she was like, you can't give up. Right. This is too important. Mm -hmm. I know this is hard when you're in the beginning of anything and creating something out of nothing. And you know this, Nikita, you've done this numerous times. Mm -hmm. It is hard as hell to stay with it. Yes. And so many times I was like, why did I step away from coaching? Which I still do coaching, but it's only about 25%. Yeah. But why did I step away from something that was bringing me financial abundance? I was good at it. Mm -hmm. I had a great reputation. It wasn't necessarily lighting me up and giving me the fulfillment, but it was, it was good. Why, why just go back to that, Jeannie? Mm -hmm. Why are you over here overcomplicating things, Mm -hmm. getting involved in things that you don't know anything about? And 
it was really Susan. So when she watches or listens to this, she's going to really be shocked that I'm saying this, but it was really a crucial conversation I had with her. She's like, look, here's the deal. Yeah. When you chose to do this, this is one of the things Mm -hmm. there's no giving up. It's too important. You're already 20 steps in. You're going to keep going. And I promise you, it's going to get easier. You're going to find a rhythm. You are going to find your way, but this is the price of doing business in this media space. So just keep going. So I fought her quite a few times, actually. We've had (laughs) pretty healthy debates. We said she's a warrior, so. (laughs) She, She kept me going. She really did. And Shout I out to am Susan. Shout forever out to Susan. grateful to her, as well as a lot of other people in my life, uh, you being one of them. Just the the anchor of giving me the space to process, because there's a lot of fear and anxiety. And anybody that's listening that's thinking of taking a, a risk or playing with the edges of their life, and maybe as an entrepreneur, you want to shift gears, just get with those people that love you and that you trust so that you can really be unfiltered and unpack. Because one of the things that I learned is just by naming wherever you are, it normalizes it. Mm. You don't, you do not need to do this alone. Uh, We all have an experience and I'll tell you, the more we do things in partnership, the stronger we can become and the more we can offer the world. You do not need to do this alone. You do not. I cannot say yes, yes, yes to that enough because you hit so many valuable points, including the one point that you may not even have noticed that you shared was having someone that you brought in to work with you. Um, That's basically, you're, you're their client, right? Like they're on your team and you're their client and you were vulnerable enough to open up to someone who technically we have a straight line professional role when we think about it from like a vendor relationship perspective, that's a straight line, but you felt you followed your intuition, you tapped in, you Mm -hmm. knew it was safe enough from that perspective, although logically you could have had all kinds of questions, but intuitively you trusted that this is someone that I can be honest with about the hesitancies that I'm having right now. And let me, you know, tap into her professional experience her as in her and her company, right? Because obviously she's coming with a whole lot of expertise and all the things that she's doing. But to tap into that and know that you're crossing, potentially crossing a boundary into a friendship now by mm-hmm. opening yourself so deeply. And there's a risk to that because it may not be received that way by her. She could have put up a whole blocker and was like, okay, so I think you need to talk to someone else about that, right? Like, you know, this is not what I get paid for. You know, there could have been all kinds of right. very professional ways for her to basically say, I don't want to continue in this conversation. She obviously had her own intu- intuitive experience and felt that this was also safe. And the beauty of what came out of that was not only a friendship that is still very professional, that has very clear boundaries, because you can do both. And I want everyone listening to this to hear that. You can do both. I know it is hard. It is not for everyone. It is not for every relationship. But you can have a professional relationship and be friends with someone. So that was point one. But the greater point was that you were able to experience your your truth going towards your nirvana, so to speak, by leaning in to what the friend in her said, like, we need you. We need you out here. Because the professional could have been like, I don't care as long as you pay your, you know, whatever, your monthly retainer, so or whatever, true. right? 
But mm-hmm. the friend in her is like, no, like, you know, let me let me take that hat off. Let me unbutton my shirt a little bit and say, Jeannie, seriously, we need you. We need you to show up once a week the way you are, to have the community, to do all. And you guys don't know, but Jeannie does a lot of research. Hashtag nerd for life. She does a lot of research and preparing for every single weekly engagement with her community, reading books and novels and, and articles and journals and all kinds of things, making sure the stats is right. Like, wait a minute, 32 percent set. Right. Like Jeannie prepares for this. So it's not just a turn on the camera, show up once right. pour out and say, oh, my God, that was exhausting. There's a lot of stuff that goes into the preparing to give to your community before you even go into interviewing people for the Warriors at Work podcast, before you even show up for the community that you're diving into to build the journey for them, the workbooks that you're creating, the programs that are coming out of it, the coaching experience that people who are part of that 25 percent that are you know, being poured in from you, they're benefiting from the warriors at work training that you're basically putting together, whether they realize it or not, but they're getting from all of that. And you had a friend who is a professional, who is a professional partner, tell you from her friend hat, I need you to lean into this more. And if she didn't trust herself enough to be comfortable with you to say that, she could have held back and said, mm, I, I might be overstepping if I if I say that. So let me just stay here. And you had to, both of you had to pull down your, your guard just a little bit to create a window to even have that experience. And I really wanted to highlight that because as we're opening up this, this moment into the spring of our lives, and I mean that from a seasonal perspective as well as from a, a very spiritual perspective, we're blossoming. We have to be willing to do everything that Jeannie was just talking about and really look at what do we want? Do we want to be hard and guarded and have all these really refined lines and not allow any windows to open up in potential relationships where our intuition is saying, like, this is okay. And we did the same thing. Do you remember how we met? It was very professional. Yep. And we opened, we, we didn't just open up windows, we opened up doors, but you know, we went all the way in, but we had to trust each other to do that. And I know that there's a lot of women and men who are listening to this right now that feel alone because they don't have community. They don't have not only the the group community that they can come to, like they can come to your community on Facebook, they can come to my community on Facebook, but like those people, that brain trust that they can really say, no, seriously, hey girl, I sent you a text. Are you available in the next couple of days? Because I, I really need to power off for 20 minutes. They don't have that person. I know we've been that with each other and you have other people in your circle and, and vice versa, but there's a lot of people listening who have such hard walls that are up and there's there's no chiseling out of a window. And I really want you to hear what Jeannie is saying through her experience that allowed her to fully embrace where she's going, who she was already playing with becoming, but wasn't really sure she could do it. And it took a professional to have a window that she allowed to be opened as well so they could create a friendship to have that conversation, which opened up that opportunity. Thank, thank you for saying that, you know, and I, th- I think the other thing too is like, there's no time yeah. to put my wall up anymore. I mean, I'm, I'm going to have boundaries, like I think it, we're going to have boundaries, but when I look back on the, the 20 something genie, it was all about interpreting the environment and thinking I had to be a certain way mm-hmm. and, a, and, and, and that certain way led to certain successes and you know, the 50 something year old genie is there's no time for that and it's not authentic and it won't serve you. It's very temporary. 
So what is it you need? What help? What is it you need? What help is available? And how do you get into conversation? Yeah. That to me is kind of like how I do what I do. And you pick your players. You pick who are those people that stand for your greatness? Who are those people that are going to create an environment that is safe, that is reciprocal, Uh, uh, that is not a just opportunistic, I'm going to show up, get what I need and peace out, have a nice life. No, choosing those conversations. And, you know, you talked about the younger generation, which I, I forgot to make a couple of thoughts there. So the the warriors at work brand is is targeting men and women in the workplace right to move from this idea of being very predictable to having more potency and inviting more of the soul and intuition into conversations but i'm also very focused on generation z mm-hmm. and the reason being is first of all this is the most diverse generation we have coming into the workplace look at the job market they're facing mm-hmm. and Think about everything we've just talked about. Could you imagine if you had this level of awareness and wisdom and confidence and inner knowing 22, 23 years old, like your capacity for wild success and joy and fulfillment and creating radically different workplaces than the ones we grew up in is just limitless. So I've started really leaning into how can I help Gen Z? How can I help the warriors in training? Because that's what they are. How can I pass back some of this wisdom in a way that is in service to them too? Like, what are the snippets that we can pull from this conversation that I can share back? So I started an Instagram uh, channel or last summer, and it's I'm just out there every Friday, just giving a couple of thoughts. Um, and I'll be doing various things this year with large organizations, get forums going, let's get some conversation going in the absence of internships and jobs. How can we help them? What's the wisdom we can pass back? So I get fired up about (laughs) that. So stay tuned on that. No, absolutely. I'm cracking up because you guys can't see Jeannie, but she's a redhead too. So You're like, you're turning red, your hair is red. And you're like, and I get yes. fired up. Oh, I get fired up. Like you, like, and this is me warming, fired up. Imagine me fired up, fired up. Like it's a totally different level. I just had a whole like cartoon vision of you just now, which is hilarious from like the Incredibles that I just had a whole moment, but Ooh. <laughs> you know, that it's one of my favorite movies. Yes, actually. mine too. You, you, yeah. you were a whole character in the Incredibles just now. Um, <laughs> Cause you know, I'm a very special visual person. You are such a gift and have been such a an important part of my background, like my inner circle, like what we're doing. And we don't talk every day, right? Like we be very clear with everyone that's listening. You do not have to have conversations that are deep and enlightening and, and beautiful and all of that and and have them every day. You can have them once a quarter. And as long as you know that that is a trusted person, that you can be fully vulnerable, fully emotional, naked, not hold anything back, say what needs to be said so that you can get the advice or just the listening that you may need in the moment, it changes the game. So I want to honor you in this moment to make sure that you understand that. Uh, because I know there's a lot of people who are thinking like, oh, I don't have time for no friends. I don't have time for you, right? Like, that's not what friendship is. Friendship is exactly what it needs to be for both of you, a circle of reciprocal influences. And Jeannie was just talking about that a few minutes ago. With that said, 
I want to know, besides your five minutes that you might take to like, you know, lay down and cop a squat for a quick nap to kind of refuel, how else are you giving yourself permission to pause these days? I'm very attuned to my energy. Um, what's on my mind? And the permission that I've been giving myself a lot is that don't skip over anything. Mm-hmm. So old version, I'll say five or six years ago, I would have had an emotional reaction to something and I would have turned my attention to just go into work, try to help people and it'll go away. Now when I'm having an emotional reaction and it's it's very uh, commonplace, particularly through COVID is I'm, I'm on the roller coaster like everybody else. I don't let it just pass. I sit with it. I sit in the yuck. Yeah. And that to me is my permission to pause because I know mm-hmm. once I fall through it, get to the root of it, I'm going to pass to the next thing. And that would have been cleared. So that's how I give myself permission. I just attune myself to how am I thinking? How am I feeling? I have some daily practices that I do first thing in the morning Mm -hmm. that are very geared towards that. Like, what do I need to know today? Yeah. What's most important to me? And if, if I'm ruminating on something, I let myself ruminate and I'll, I'm a journaler. I'll sometimes say to my husband, Hey, I'm really worried about this. And, um, I'm very much a caretaker even though people don't ask me to do it, I do it anyway. Um, and so that's how I'm, I'm giving myself permission to say, I want to be whole. I want all parts of myself in as many experiences as possible. Like I said, there's no time. Yeah. Let's, let's do this and let's do this wholeheartedly and with everything we've got. Mm, I love this. So I hear other people, I hear it in my spirit saying like, well, I want to do this. So how can I do this with Jeannie? How can I connect with her? How can people find you? <laughs> Best thing to do is obviously go to my website, JeannieCoomber.com. But you could also join the private Warrior Magic Community Facebook group or just log in every Monday morning. I'm out there, uh, Warrior Magic Community private group. But I also stream it live to Warrior Magic with Jeannie Coomber, which is my public Facebook page. But could also find me on LinkedIn. So connect with me, LinkedIn, my website, or join me on one of my Facebook live shows. You won't be disappointed. I make it really interactive. And again, I'm in service. So I'm serving up whatever you need. I love that. And we'll make sure that we have all the links at the bottom of the show notes. So anyone who probably isn't driving uh, right now because of all the things, but anyone who's listening to this and doesn't have pen and paper, just scroll down. You will see everything, including a link to the Warrior at Work podcast because it is phenomenal. And I want you to make sure you subscribe and rate and share it and review it just like I asked you guys to do for us. We are pod sisters over here. So make sure that you do that. Hashtag Warriors at Work. Jeannie Coomber is amazing for life. I love you. I thank you for being here. I know you have to jump for another client and I want to honor that we are so grateful for you being with us today. Thank you so much, Jeannie. Nikita, you are light in the way and I am so privileged to have you in my circle. Stop it. Keep going. Keep going. No, stop stop it. (laughs) Balance Boldly listeners, thank you once again for tuning in. I appreciate you. We honor you. If you are new 
to this podcast, make sure you subscribe so you can get the notifications. Rate us with your honest rating and reviewing and feedback because we appreciate it. And it allows us to keep having all those downloads come in. So iTunes, Apple Podcasts, whatever you want to call it, keeps pulling us higher up in the ranking. So other ambitious and brave men and women can get access to these valuable work, life, and love balance tools. Follow me at Ask Nikita on all the channels and come on over to the Certified uh, Selfish, I can't talk today, Certified Selfish Facebook group where we can continue the conversations. Thank you and have an amazing day. Mwah.